0: hi my name is isabella johnston and i am the intern whisperer and today's tip of the week is about learning and development companies that don't offer learning or upskilling opportunities will fall behind the competition to ensure that your learning and development programs are successful make opportunities readily available and ensure that employees have enough time to complete their courses. When organizations allow adequate time to complete training, that aligns with their values and objectives in the company. Training can reduce employee turnover and layoffs, improve employee engagement and productivity, and fill existing skill gaps. Here's some other tips that help create a successful training and development program focus more heavily on managerial training, recognize and reward employees who complete training programs, and offer well-curated training libraries with a range of topics. So welcome to the Interim Whisper. Our show is all about the future of work and innovation. And today's guest is Wendy Austin with First FIRST Robotics. Wendy is the FIRST Regional Director. And when I say FIRST, it's an acronym. We'll explain that. A director of North and Central Florida and uses robots to get students from four years old to 18 years old interested and excited about STEM careers. So Wendy, welcome to the show hi it's nice to be here it is and you and i we have been talking about this for i don't know three years right at least four something
1: it's like hey we need to do that
0: hey yes we do yeah we did (laughs) and we kept talking about it but it's here it's It's finally happening perfect timing oh i'm so excited so we'll talk about we'll jump ahead a little bit um why is it perfect timing because i'm going a little bit out of order um
1: it's perfect timing because our big event is happening next weekend on March 17th and 18th at the addition financial arena at UCF. We have 56 teams coming from all over the world. I think we have six international teams coming Um, and it's our big robots. And those robots can be up to five feet tall, weigh 120 pounds without bumpers and batteries and they play all day. And uh, we get to send five teams to the world championship.
0: Whoa. So this a whole event is going to be at UCF in our own backyard
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the arena over there. And is there a cost to participate?
1: Nope. It, well, to participate, yes. Well, but yeah. it's free and open to the public. Okay. And then the following weekend, I do it all over again in Tallahassee.
0: Where do we park if we're going to the one in Orlando at UCF? Um, usually you know? a garage D. Okay. All right. And
1: what are the hours? Opening ceremonies are at 8.15. And okay. on Friday, we go till about 6.00. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday morning opening ceremonies are at 8:15. And we go until the winner is crowned, hopefully around 5,
0: 5:30. Cool. Well, we'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. So I always open up my show where I ask my guests to describe themselves using only five words. You had your words, and then I'll I'll throw in some that I think about you because over the time that we've known each other, um, I have an opinion <laughs> and I think it's positive. So what are your five words and why those words?
1: mom, because mm-hmm. I think that's mostly what I am, is mm-hmm. everybody's mom. Passionate. I am passionate about this program that I work for. Um, determined. I'm determined to get as many students the availability to participate in this program as absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the fourth one.
0: Yeah. Overworked.
1: Oh, overworked. I'm definitely overworked. Yeah. um, And number five, is I'm a little bit crazy. And I think you kind of have to be to do yeah. what I do.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do because four years old to 18 years old, that's mm-hmm. a lot of kids. You've got people from all over the world. So speaking different languages, different mm-hmm. ideas as to different time zones, like there's so much going on there. A lot.
1: Yeah. And, and it's very interesting working with the international teams because sometimes they don't quite understand like you can't just shh, have your robot delivered to the arena
0: mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm.
1: it it can't get there then. So it, I do a lot of that kind of
0: thing. Mm. That's really interesting. We're going to keep talking about that. So tell us about your background. How did you get started? Where did you go? You, some people go back to middle school. Maybe you were a robot builder back then. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. High school or college?
1: Uh, no, I was a theater major. Interesting. Um, I, everybody who knows me from high school is just shocked that this is what I do because math and I are not friends. Mm -hmm. I like science, but math and I are not friends. Um, I went to school to, to do theater. I did for a while. I was a model. I did a lot of, um, different commercials and, um, industrial videos and stuff like that. And then I got married and had children. Um, oh, I was telling you earlier, I was a Japanese pearl diver at SeaWorld. Wow. I was a mystery shopper for seven 11. I, I bought, um, here <laughs> to,
0: <see, laughs> okay. to see
1: if I would get carted. Um, I was a hands model for a national shopping club.
0: And I have some questions about these things. <laughs> sure so first off, too. my first question is what college did you go to? I'm curious. U F. I went to university of Florida also go Gators, go Gators. I'm sure that okay. it was
1: probably a few years before you.
0: Well, I went for two years and then I transferred to uh, Rollins college. I actually transferred to FSU flunked out, got sent home, did the walk of shame that way. Uh, my parents said, now you have to put yourself through college. So I went to Rollins anyway, long story.
1: Okay. That seems backwards. You let the parents pay for Rollins and then you put to no, the for, state fall I, I no. know it's just what I mean. It's-
0: no, no, no. My parents paid for the state school. I paid for Rollins.
1: That is dedication.
0: Yeah. And I worked full time and went to school full time. Anyway, back to you. We're coming back to you. Sorry. So my next question is if you were buying beer at a 7 Eleven, were you underage? Okay. Nope. Ha- okay.
1: No, in fact, I was probably in my late 20s, mm-hmm. but I I did not look like I was old enough. I still look like when I was, I was in high school when I was that age. And the interesting thing was, is if I just kind of went in with no makeup and just walked in and bought beer, I usually would not get carded. But if I was dressed up, because I was going to go out afterwards with like full makeup and the big hair, because it was the eighties and the whole shebang, that's when I would get carded.
0: Mm, interesting. So did Did the outcome determine if that person got to keep their job? Did somebody lose a job?
1: um, They could have. It depended on how many times they got caught. Oh, wow. Um, And I also answered, you know, things like, was the store clean? Did the person greet you? You know, Mm -hmm. basic mystery shopping stuff.
0: That is. That sounds so fun. It
1: was a ball for, well, my roommate left it because I don't drink beer and she did. And so all the beer went back to my house.
0: And I guess you got compensated I got for paid
1: it. and I got gas money.
0: Nice. Cause I drove all over about four counties mm-hmm. as a theater major. That I mean, that's perfect for a <laughs> yeah. mystery shopper. Yeah, yeah. It's all acting, right? Yep. Yeah. So were you in any plays? What did you do?
1: Um, I did, um, the vanities. Mm. I did a lot of stagecraft. West side story was fun. Man of La Mancha was fun. Um, I just, I loved what I did. I just don't know that I was passionate enough about it to like give everything you have to give in order to succeed in that business. Mm -hmm. And then I was on uh, a shopping network and I was a hands model. did this for a living. I love this. Yeah. This is what I did. Um, And I married the director.
0: Very nice.
1: (laughs) And then we had babies and that was that.
0: Very cool. Hands model. So Mm
1: -hmm. did you always have to have perfectly. Oh yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Buffed nails. And it
1: was great because we would get into tickle
0: fights and I would be like, Nope, my hands, my hands. Yeah. You can't. You have to stop. Yep. This makes a living here. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I can't wash dishes tonight, honey. You have to do it. Exactly. And I also worked for
1: Mimi Christensen modeling agency at one point. I was a talent booker.
0: Wow. You were definitely doing fun stuff. I've
1: had weird jobs.
0: I know. Okay. So, Pearl. Pearl diver. Japanese pearl diver. Yeah.
1: Tell me about that. So, um, back in the day, Mm -hmm. sea world where the penguin exhibit is now, Mm -hmm. it was the Japanese village. And we had a big pool that had oysters all across the bottom of it. And we had a little skit that we did. There were three of us. Um, and you, you were either the one who got shoved in the pool. You -hmm. were the grandmother or you were the one that was inside explaining and helping people open their oysters and finding the pearls and explaining what grade they were and that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was fun. I learned how to hold my breath for a long time, 12 yeah. feet underwater.
0: I have lots of questions in that one too. So did you get like a really nice pearl necklace get out of it because I would think you could get a lot of pearls? Well,
1: I could. I have a pink pearl somewhere that I found. But I I just they're in little baggies.
0: Yeah. So nice. I know.
1: It was a fun job. I mean,
0: yeah. you kind of like a mermaid.
1: Well, funny enough, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a mermaid from Wiki Wachi. That was like what I wanted to oh be. Oh my God. And I also wanted to, at one point to be an elephant trainer in the circus.
0: Did you do that? No. <laughs> you know what? I bet they could make a robot that looks like an elephant <laughs> and then you're an elephant trainer. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is great. I, I love your educational background. Did you graduate from the no. school?
1: Nope. My grandmother got sick and I went home to take care of her. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. They told us she had 12 hours to live and she lived another 12 years. So there you go, so, you know,
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you chose not to go back because you had babies and mm. you know, how many kids do you have now? I have three. All right. So how did you end up where you are now in robots? Yeah. Um, my
1: dad was director of launch control for shuttle operations And my mother, Dr. Webb was a science or she was an elementary school teacher, but her focus was in science. And in the early 1990s, they were doing this thing called first robotics. And it was a robot competition at the space center. Mm -hmm. And they asked my dad to be a judge. Well, he ended up having hip surgery. So he had my mom be a judge. And then the next year they were both judges and they were just, Oh my gosh, it was just the thing. And it was what you want to do. And they kept telling me, We need to get your kids into this. We need to get your kids in this. And my kids at that point were 12, 11, something Mm -hmm. like that. And um, I kept saying, I have choir, soccer, you know, church. I can't, I don't, I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time. And my kids were models when they were young. Oh my God. And so I was driving them everywhere. I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time. And so then my mother, because she's somewhat devious, invited my son who at the time was 12, probably to go be field resetter at one of the competitions
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just and he she did it for two years in a row and he was just like oh, I want to do this and so <laughs> I was like when he got into high school winter park which is where they went to school didn't have a team mm-hmm. so I wrote to the three other teams in the city to find out if he could come and be on one of their teams yeah and at the time university high school had a an FRCT so let me back up because I'll use a couple of acronyms. First robotics is, um, three different levels. There's Lego league, which is our four-year-old to our 14 year olds. Mm -hmm. And that's separated into discover, explore and challenge. Mm -hmm. And then we have first tech challenge, which bridges from elementary school. I'm wrong. FLL bridges, elementary school to middle school, first tech challenge, which is FTC bridges, middle school to high school. And then FRC which is FIRST Robotics Competition, is the big robots, and it's strictly high school. So what does FIRST stand for?
0: for? Because I don't think
1: we did that one. We didn't. For inspiration and recognition of science and technology.
0: This sounds like it was founded by a family that has keen interest in this.
1: It was actually founded by Dean Kamen, who was the inventor of the insulin pump in the Segway. Wow. And the whole reason was, is that we need to grow more engineers. Because the majority of the engineers in this country, the people who, you know, launch rockets and build cars and bridges and all of the things that we need to live are aging out Mm -hmm. because it's a really hard degree to get. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our students were, you know, I can make a lot of money and go be a basketball player or a football player or what have you. And so what Dean Kamen decided was that he wanted to, in his head, you what you celebrate is what you get Mm -hmm. which is why everybody wanted to be a sports star so he decided to do this robotics competition and celebrate the kids who were inventive and innovative and building these really cool robots and if we celebrate that and make that into a sport then we can attract more students into engineering Mm -hmm. I would agree it's been very successful Mm -hmm. and it also has been Become a very, not an easy way because it's not easy, but a way to pull in females. It's a magnet. Females and underserved populations that wouldn't necessarily get this chance. Mm -hmm. And it's great for the kids who don't necessarily want to play sports. Mm -hmm. This is their team. Mm -hmm. They learn teamwork, they learn all kinds of skills. It's very well rounded. Um, Even at the younger level, they learn design engineering and, um, programming, but they also learn how to market their team, how to Mm -hmm. do presentations, how to write an award submission. I mean, it's, it's very, very, it's really good life skills
0: and work Mm -hmm. skills. We have a
1: lot of soft skills. In fact, I really wish I could remember who it was, but there was a CEO of a company that said when he has a new hire that was on a first
0: team, they're a year ahead of every new other new hire. Oh, I would absolutely believe that. Yeah. It's kind of like boy scouts, Mm -hmm. you know, anybody that goes all the way to Eagle scout, they get preference right Mm -hmm. away. The same thing, you know, how they say that if you've got an Eagle scout or a gold scout for
1: girl scouts, your resume goes into a different pile. Yep. Same thing with first kids.
0: Oh, I believe that. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. My dad was an engineer and I think he was a little disappointed that, you know, his kids did not follow in that path. Um, but, you know, I think that it's very interesting and I'm really, I love this type of a program because it's, to me, it's a magnet. It's just pulling them all in. Mm -hmm. So your devious mom,
1: my devious mom, um, got my child involved. Uh, he went to university high school, had a team. They let him be on it. First year was great. I'll drop him off. I'll be a mom. I'll bring food. Cause you got to feed the team mm-hmm. because at that point in time, you had a strict six weeks build. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the six weeks, you had to lock your robot up and you couldn't touch it till you got to, um, competition. Yeah. So we fed the team every night because they had to build every night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we went to the competition. I can remember telling my youngest, okay, we're going to go to nerd Olympics. Just, you know, your brother's been to every <laughs> one of your dance competitions. You're going to this. Yeah. And she and I walked in the door and we were kind of like, Oh. It was mind blowing.
0: It was so cool, right?
1: It has been described going to a first regional has been described as a cross between a NASCAR race, an sec football game and a rock concert. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty accurate. Yeah. It's loud. It's crazy. It's three days. There are kids with their hair painted and their faces painted. And we did have to stop the body paint because it was ruining the seats in the
0: arena. Um, so it sounds like it could have been a Coachella or maybe, you know, burning man, kind of more burning man, probably Well, um, (laughs) because they paint
1: what was most, there's a team over in Brevard County called the pink team Mm -hmm. and they are the NASA house team. And they got a surf shop to be one of their sponsors one year. Mm -hmm. And so the surf shop gave all of the kids matching board shorts. Nice. And so the boys would wear the board shorts and then paint the rest of their bodies pink.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say that they also had on the uh, pink wax that no. they put on the boards. That no, been no, funny.
1: no. I would have had to throw them out. <laughs> there was few, many times I would have to say, put a shirt on.
0: Yeah. You're distracting. Yes.
1: Put a shirt on. You're ruining the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so uh, that happened. And then after his freshman year where they made it to the world championships, the school fired the gentleman who was the mentor of the Mm -hmm. team and told all the professional engineers and the college students that worked with them that even if they qualified for worlds again, they weren't going to be allowed to go for four years. I don't know what happened. I don't want to know. So I thought, oh, well, okay, I guess we're done. Mm -hmm. The following October-ish, he called me and he goes, hey, Miss Wendy. And I'm like, hey. And he goes, listen, you've like run PTAs and soccer and all this thing. Do you want to be a robot mom? And I said, uh, that's very expensive. Yeah. And he said, that's okay. I have a $15,000 grant. It's all you need. He lied to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, like an idiot. Okay, fine. This is where the crazy part comes in. I said, all right, fine, Nathan. We'll, we'll, we can do this. Yeah. And so we went to winter park and said, we want to start a robotics team. And they said, okay, fine. You can't build on campus and we don't have any money for you. Okay, And I said, that's okay. We have a $15,000 grant. <laughs> <laughs> and we're already registered to go to Houston. Um, so, you know, my son sort of started pulling in people mm-hmm. and one or two of the kids that had been on the other team came in and we got some engineers from Lockheed Martin and from, you know, I had four UCF college students um, and we did not meet together full on for the first time until the, till kickoff, till the day of wow. kickoff. And at the, by this point, the kid, okay, well,
0: wait a minute. Were people still doing anything remote? Were there like any zoom calls? At oh, that no, 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 This no. was 2006. Okay. So yeah, you had just regular phone calls, yeah, just too. regular phone calls.
1: But the fun part was, was when we, um, one of the college kids did a, like a map search to see mm-hmm. how to get to my house. He lived two doors away from me. Oh my God. <laughs> So uh, literally four college kids helped get this team started and going. With
0: zero budget?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, no, we had $15,000, remember? Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you really had
0: it. Well, so that's why I'm going. I don't so know. you
1: have to understand your an, initial registration fee was $6,000. Okay. And then it was another $4,000 to go to a second regional. That's 10. That's 10. And if you make it to chance, that's five. All right. And that doesn't give you any money with which to build material robot or, or buy, feed them or feed them or buy t-shirts or travel money because yeah. we were going to Houston, apparently.
0: Yeah. And stay overnight. And stay
1: for four nights.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So And a two bed, hotel room, <laughs>
1: yep. <with> one bathroom. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Their boys, oh. they, they don't care about that part. Yeah. Or they were, we did have girls because all my kids ended up being on the team because we built in my living room and Dan's garage who lived two doors away. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my 11 year old is, well, that's a whole nother story, but um, I'll tell you that one later. Okay. (laughs) It's a good one. Okay. But um, they had my 11 year old up on a milk crate running the drill press. And I walked in and I must've gone sheet white. And one of the boys just looked at me. He goes, I got her. And I was like, (sighs) all right. And I walked out. I did not go back in until the robot was done. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So that had to be scary though. Yeah.
1: I just kind of was like shaking my head like, okay. Yeah. Um, And that is how Exploding Bacon, FRC 1902 was born. And so I ran bacon for about eight years.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And in the meantime, the gentleman who was the regional director was the regional director for the whole Southeast. And whenever things were coming up that were local to Orlando, he would ask me to help and I would arrange and run them different outreaches, like the things you see me at all the yeah. time. So I was doing all this because I was at that point, a stay at home mom and I could do it all. Right. And, um, then, uh, my dad got sick and then my mom got sick and I took care of them. And when the job came open again, I was talking to some friends. I said, do you think I can do this? Yes. And they were like, you've been doing this. And I'm like, but I don't have a college degree. I don't have a background in business. I don't, you know, I'm not a business person at all. And they said, well, just apply. All they can do is tell, you no, and then they didn't, which shocked me probably more than anyone else.
0: No, it makes perfect. It makes perfect (laughs) logic because you've already gone through it. You'd be able to explain to parents what's going on. You'd be able to Mm -hmm. help the kids understand you're like the perfect ambassador. Well, I hope so. And it's, It is,
1: I'm sometimes not the best person for rookie teams to talk to or potential teams because their first thing is always, oh my gosh, it's so expensive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And at this point, the money doesn't scare me. It shows up when it's supposed to.
0: Mm -hmm. That's true.
1: You write grants, you network, you talk to people and it'll show up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure someday it's not going to, but that's part of my job is to raise money to help teams get started and to run the regional because that's about 150k every year.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for that one. That is quite a bit. So going back over here. um, Yeah, I'm looking at all these. Okay, we're, we're moving along. So I think I asked you, I don't think I asked you on the show before. Have you ever built a robot? I have helped. Okay.
1: So when I was on exploding bacon, one of the rules was that everybody had to put at least one rivet in the robot mm-hmm. because bacon doesn't weld their robots. They rivet them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like all the parents, just basically every single person, even the, you know, the awards team and the art team and the marketing team, even if they never did anything with designing the robot or programming it or wiring it or anything, everybody had, a everybody part. had a part, everybody got to put one rivet in. And I used to be able to tell you on every chassis where my rivet was, oh. I probably can't do that anymore.
0: You know what you should do? Take fingernail polish with you in some random color, like oh, lime no, green no, or no, pink no. and paint your rivet.
1: No, no, it's, it's all of the aesthetic. That's part of what the kids learn is marketing and branding and all that. I see, but you
0: could put it on the inside where nobody would see it and you'd know True. it was yours.
1: But the only way you wanted to get pink paint on your robot is if you rammed into the pink robot. Okay, <laughs> And then that was kind of a badge of honor.
0: Okay. I like this. I'm really liking it. Um, what do you think the most perfect robot could be? Um, if I, you could build one it, it, or if someone could build it for me,
1: I would like a version of Rosie from the Jetsons.
0: Okay. So some of our listeners won't know who Rosie know, or the know, Jetsons is. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's not a cartoon that they see. That's true. <clears throat> Rosie, Rosie is, um,
1: the housekeeper it's a robotic housekeeper Mm -hmm. she cleans she cooks she takes
0: care of the kids she talks she talks she you know I liked her little rosy cheeks Mm -hmm. and she had a round little face (laughs) I have one on my Christmas tree Mm -hmm. she was so cute yeah I I'm,
1: I'm ready for that kind of a thing and my son won't even let me have a Roomba so we'll see
0: ah so what what are the Jetsons The Jetsons
1: were a a cartoon family that lived sometime in the future Mm -hmm. and they had flying cars and it was very much, you know, Futurama.
0: So I think that the Jetsons, I'm going to go Google this really fast and see when did the Jetsons, oops, uh, come out. I do it with this keyboard. Uh, Well, you
1: remember I grew up in the middle of the space race.
0: uh Uh-huh.
1: So everything was dealing with space. I watched all the rockets go off. In fact, I thought, I, I think I was probably 12.
0: 1962.
1: Yeah, I was probably 12 before it dawned on me that everybody didn't watch robots go off in their
0: backyard. No, but back then, think about that. That's 62. That's mm-hmm. virtually 40, 50, 60 years back.
1: It is exactly 60 years. Yeah,
0: back. that is 60 years ago. Somebody was seeing flying cars mm-hmm. and darn if we don't have that's so close. It's so close. I mean, they actually have them out there and they can only go straight, you know, like some of those things. So one of my college mentors from the original bacon team. Yeah. That's what he did for
1: a while. He worked for a company that built flying cars.
0: Wait, what year was that?
1: Uh, that would have been two ballpark thousand eight or nine.
0: Okay. So not that long ago Mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. So funny. All right. So we would have something like that. Um, what do you think? now i'll tell you my favorite my robot my robot i would want it to be the kind that could cook any meal that i ask and it would clean up for me and it would clean anything else in the house i know that you
1: want a rosie too
0: i want a rosie yeah i do have
1: somebody come home to they'd walk the dog
0: yeah too well i have a robot dog now too (laughs) perhaps I would want real dogs. I don't want to have robot dogs. No, real dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Real dogs. Um, what do you, what is the favorite quote that you live by? I'm pretty sure you tell this to your kids. Well, actually I learned it when I was on
1: exploding bacon and okay. one of our mentors, George Wallace, he's the one who at the very beginning told the kids, this is our motto fail often to succeed faster.
0: That is so Steve Jobs. It is so. It, it may be. Yeah. yeah. It is like, no, I don't think it's really Steve Jobs, but I think it's a uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. He could, said that.
1: Could be, but yeah. it's true. You know, it is you, true. You want to screw up as often as you can and as quickly as you can till you find the right solution.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's also making failure okay as part of science. That is one of the things
1: that is the hardest thing for our students to learn.
0: Yeah. It's, that it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's okay. They and get it,
1: they get very frustrated when their first idea doesn't work, and mm-hmm. they just want to keep, they just want to keep trying to fix it and trying to fix it and trying mm-hmm. to fix
0: it, and no matter how many times you go, that's not going to work. Move to Plan B. So how many times? Oops, sorry, I have to do it this way. How many times did uh Albert? Is it Albert Einstein? Uh,
1: yeah, uh like
0: something ten thousand ways not to build a yeah. light bulb. Yeah. That's not Einstein though, right? No, it's Edison. Yeah. Thank you. Albert Edison. It's an e. I, I am mixing up hair. the names there too. Yeah. I've done that before. So, okay. Um, what is the hardest lesson that you learned that changed your life? Letting go. Okay. Explain. Well, there's
1: so many facets, letting go of perfection, letting go of, like I said, with the kids, if an idea is not working, Stop hammering at it, let it go and move on. Keep going. It's the only way forward. Letting go of exploding bacon was really hard when I had to let go of the team because I was moving higher. That was difficult, but I will always be bacon. Um, Letting go of being afraid.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Letting go of not being confident enough in myself to do this job.
0: I really needed to hear this. Honestly, this is something that's also speaking to me Mm -hmm. quite loud and clear because as you know, I mean, we're humans and we don't want to be wrong. We, we want to get it right the first time. You know, it's, it's how I think we're kind of wired probably from our, our world. I don't know if it's really ingrained in us as humans though.
1: No, we we're supposed to be perfect.
0: Yeah. I think that's society telling us that. I don't think it's right, like from the womb, you know? Well,
1: and the other one, so do you have kids? I do not. Okay. So my kids are now all in their, almost all in their thirties. I have one that's 29 and learning to let go and realize I can't ground them when they want to do things I don't <laughs> approve of. You know, that's been yeah. hard. Uh, letting go and watching all my college kids. And I call them my college kids and they're all like in their thirties, Yeah, you know, letting go of my college kids and watching them fly. I have one who is so dear to my heart. He barely graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. What grew up in Connecticut, came down here, was working for a car, um, body shop kind of thing Mm -hmm. and came to bacon and was going to be a mentor. He is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. He could fix anything. He could build anything. He was amazing. Um, but he was very, um, he's not your average engineer. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And no one in his family had ever gone to high school or gone to college. And we kept saying, why, why aren't you getting your engineering degree? And He's mm-hmm. like, cause I barely passed high school. And we're like, but you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, well, maybe I'll be a physics teacher. And we were like, you hate children. And <laughs> And we set him up with a physics teacher that he followed and he came back and he was like, yeah, no, I hate this. And I said, "Mm "Hmm." (coughs) he's like, maybe I, maybe, maybe I'll get my AA and see if I can go on. He just got his um, master's degree.
0: Oh, wow. I know. I'm so proud of him. That is so cool. So cool. I'm glad you shared that story. What are you most grateful for? All my kids. And so when you say that, you don't mean just your own physical children. Well, I like them too. Yes. Yeah. you like them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty good. They're pretty cool. But no, I get to watch generations of students grow up. Satisfying
0: and and rewarding. Yeah.
1: And I I say this all the time. I get to hang out with all of these kids. And the longer I do, the less I'm afraid of the future. Mm -hmm. Because I know what they're capable of. Right. I know what they can do. I've watched and watched and watched them grow up and I can literally tell you stories for hours about the changes I've seen in these humans and I think that's one of my favorite things about first is it it's really not building robots it's creating amazing humans
0: Mm, I love that I love that yeah that is uh That's a keeper. So one of the things that I do during the show, just so you know, is I type down things that the person, the guest will say, and I go and use that to build out the description of the show for when it goes live. So I'm going to lead with that one. You get to help create amazing humans. Yeah. Well, they're creating amazing robots. <laughs> right.
1: Well, and they're gonna, you know, these are the kids that are gonna cure cancer, and they're yeah. they're gonna find the way to save the planet, and they're gonna find a way to have cool energy that is sustainable. You know, their minds mm. just they blow your There's mind. There's no restrictions. There's none. They so, just go. Of course, we can do that. Right, and it's even the younger ones. So I I, I love to tell this story first Lego league is my nine to 14 Mm -hmm. year Uh olds. And part of their program is they have to come up with an innovation project to go along with their robot game. So one year, um, the game was all about the body. So their innovation project had to be about the body Mm -hmm. and you could invent something that doesn't exist, or you can improve upon something that's already there. So this group comes in and their whole idea was they're going to have a gummy bear that has a computer chip in it. And when you eat the gummy bear, the computer chip lodges in your pancreas and feeds your, um, uh, insulin information to your iPhone.
0: But would it pass through the pancreas? Hold on. Okay.
1: Just, so I, I thought I was going to get them right. I yeah. Was like, Cause my job as a judge was to answer, you know, ask them questions and see how they did their research and yeah. stuff. So I said, well, how does the chip know to lodge in your pancreas? And this little kid goes, oh, well, there is an enzyme XYZ that only exists in your body, in the pancreas. So we're going to paint the computer chip with that enzyme and it will feel at home and it will know to lodge in your pancreas. And in about 30 days, it will dissolve and come out and you'll have to eat another gummy bear. And I was like, well, you're way smarter than me. (laughs) And they just, they literally come up with this. We have Lego League teams that um, get patents when they're 14. Wow. I mean, we had a a couple of years ago during the pandemic, the whole thing was about making exercise accessible for everyone. Mm -hmm. And they created an app that was like a play date app, but Mm -hmm. for middle schoolers, Mm -hmm. essentially. And it, when, when for latchkey kids, Mm -hmm. when you're home alone and you want to go to the park and hang out with your friends, It's an app that you can look in the park and see who's at the park, what are they playing or wherever, not just the park, Mm -hmm. you know, what games are they playing? Are they playing kickball or baseball or what basketball or whatever? And if you wanted to go, you had to sign in and it immediately went to your parents and told them where you were and who else was there.
0: Very cool.
1: They got offered a patent. Because the app company that they talked to to try to do their research was like, this is a really good idea. Let's uh, work together. And I'm thinking your college is paid for. Yeah. So, I mean, the opportunities the students get in this program are just mind boggling.
0: Okay. So this question wasn't on there. What if I wanted to be a judge? How do I get to be a judge? I would love to have you as a judge. I would love to be a judge. <laughs> this <laughs> so, sounds
1: so much fun. So, um. FLL, mm-hmm. our season just ended two weeks, three weeks ago. We had our championship. So next year we start in August and we start doing competitions. Uh, usually October, mm-hmm. October to November are pre qualifiers, and then from November to mid February is our qualifiers. And I can teach you how to be a judge there. Okay. Same thing for FTC. That's it's is a- there
0: a cost for being a judge? No. Awesome. Even oh, better. And you get free food. <gasps> I and get a shirt and you a get t-shirt. t-shirt and I get to hang with you That's again right. and a t-shirt and these cool kids. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. And it's okay. So when you're working with the younger kids yeah. and I tell people this all the time, the hardest part is keeping a straight face because mm-hmm. we had this one group came in and it was the year of the body again. And it was these four little boys.
0: How old I, is when you say little,
1: they were fifth grade. Okay. Ish came in had a science board right and put it up and then went behind the science board and i see this puppet come up (laughs) you know i am a person in the world i don't know the exact words (laughs) i'm the person in the world and i'm like oh no i think i'm getting sick (laughs) i am the aids virus die 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 (laughs) die and i'm like so funny so and then funny. They, they're was it's not funny it's, it, it's not, not funny but it was funny. hysterical and the the gentleman who was judging with me just and i was like <laughs> let him do it just turn out to laugh but oh my gosh they were adorable and obviously one of their kids was at a soccer tournament can you hear that's your part no no it's your part no it's tommy's part Tommy's, said tommy said oh right okay <laughs> i'm the virus do 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 I'm the scientist. I've created an anti uh, whatever it was, a vaccine. Yeah. Die, 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 die. die. <laughs> So, you know, you get those, but then you get the gummy bears. So, yeah. um, and for big robots, uh, FTC, you can also be a judge that season is over. That's I like to call FLL and FTC are fall sports mm-hmm. and FRC is a spring sport. Okay. So we're just starting. Um, and actually I believe Jillian is still looking for judges. If you're interested, okay. there is judge training and you get a polo at this level, a
0: nice polo, a nice color even.
1: And it's so, so it's a a bright blue polo, right? Yeah. And, um, when you are judging for FRC, you go and you walk from pit to pit and there are technical awards and non-technical awards and the kids don't know what award you're judging them for. Mm. So they are trying to, and see the skills. They're trying to listen to you and figure out what it is you're asking them and then figure out how to make sure that they can fit what they need to tell you in the answer.
0: Yes. They're smart.
1: They're very smart. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, then you go back with all the judges and then you all have to deliberate because there's 57 teams and there's maybe 15 awards Mm -hmm. and you love them all. You yeah. want them all to win. This is why I can't judge because I think everybody should win. <laughs> um, and you, they, there, there gets heated discussion. There's blood on the floor sometimes in mm-hmm. the end of the judging room. Um, but you just go onto the first inspires.org website mm-hmm. and you look under volunteering. It's a, how to get involved button. And you can mm-hmm. go to event volunteering and you type in um, Orlando. Yeah. And it'll show up and you can go and you have to, okay. you have to create a, um, a profile, a profile and apply.
0: Okay. Well, I will follow up after the show. I'll definitely be interested in that. I, I have been a judge at game jams before mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Itsec, So I'm pretty sure I can
1: it's a little different.
0: Oh, I know it's different. <laughs> I, believe me. I wasn't saying different. that, it, no, it's different, but I do have experience working with, um, from three years old on up to adult learners. So I'm pretty sure I can understand. You can handle it. Yeah. And I love all different abilities. Um, and I am in that technical space. I am in, mm-hmm. STEM, a woman right, in STEM. Right. So, yeah. I feel like I'm hitting some of those boxes and certainly not all of them, but I love robots. And these are the coolest kids. They are the coolest kids. I agree. Okay. So we're going to take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor, Transcend Network, and we will be right back. Transcend Network helps early-stage startup founders find product-market fit through weekly experiments, receive fundraising support, and build a global founder-investor network for EdTech and the future of work technologies. The Intern Whisperer is affiliated with Employers for Change, and we thank Transcend Network for being a sponsor of our show. And here we are on the back end of the question, uh, on the back end of the show, and it looks like we're only going to be able to do one or two <laughs> questions because this whole
1: half was like this, this so is, good. This is what happens to us when we're at outreach events too. We just start
0: talking. Yeah, it's so. Uh, this is this is a great show. I hope all of my guests vote for your show. By the way, at the end of this year in December, we do a contest to see which show has the most downloads. Oh, so. And that FAQ that I sent you, it has all of our channels. And if you subscribe, you're going to know when your show drops a little clue, eight o'clock in the morning, um, next Tuesday, Okay. it says it all in the FAQs. And if you continue to work the system, Oh, heck yeah. I'll be, I'll be like shouting that baby out. Okay. So you make sure that there's two categories. We have the top three winners on audio and we have the top three winners on YouTube, um, And what happens is we give you a certificate for first, second, or third place. We put out a press release with your name and the company goes out globally. We also will be promoting you in our social channels. And then the fourth part is you come back as a guest again next year. I would love that. And then I
1: can tell you who made it to champs.
0: Okay. That would be
1: awesome. We have several um, world champions from the state of Florida. I just want to point that out. Okay. One of them being Exploding Bacon
0: exploding bacon. They're actually in the
1: hall of fame. So they won the highest award you
0: can possibly win. And it has very little to do with the robot. I want to go learn more about exploding bacon. So question, um, what do you think the future of 2030 that's seven years away? What do you think that's going to look like as it relates to robots? Now keep in mind, there are actually robots in Osceola County that are serving food in restaurants. Mm -hmm. There are robots in California that are delivering food in parks, you know, like national parks. Mm-hmm. We have robots all around us and we aren't even really paying attention.
1: That is very true.
0: Yeah. So I think it's just a guess. Nobody's willing. And
1: it. I don't know that it, it'll be in seven years, but I don't know that Artemis is doing pretty well. I think the future for robots is in space. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have robots on the moon. We already have some. Yeah. Go Dave Lavery. Um who are doing mining and doing science experiments. And, you know, we have telescopes and robots that are going out into the solar system to explore. And like, I think you said, I think there are going to be some more robots under the ocean too, Yeah, working on climate change. And can we stop it? And have we gone too far? There
0: actually are, because if you watch, there's a special that's on Disney and it's, um, oh gosh, it's taking robots that go and um, scan the ocean floor and then they pull back with virtual reality. They pull back all of the water Mm -hmm. so you can actually see what that, the ruins of Pompeii, you can see- I know
1: exactly which episode you're talking about. Oh yeah,
0: all of those. And I just went, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they are there. They absolutely are. Okay, so what do you think the ethical dilemmas will be?
1: Some of them are already- coming out like the ethical dilemma with the chat whatever chat it's GPT chat GPT with um taking a lot of artists and writers
0: information information
1: and then sort of regurgitating it mm-hmm. and creating something different out of
0: it. Yeah. So what it does is it'll it it has natural machine learning, mm-hmm. natural learning and machine right. learning, and it gathers all of this information that's out there in the world web. And then it begins to build if, and I've done it, I've used it. I've said, okay, create me a five paragraph essay mm-hmm. about uh multidimensional learning. I wrote an article about it. Cite Isabella Johnston provide sites from three other uh, people and make sure that it follows APA guidelines. I can give it all that and it can give it to me, but I also broke it. Now, what it's doing is it's actually picking up opinion as well as things Mm -hmm. that are not necessarily backed.
1: backed. I'm more worried about the, the artistic, you know, the art side, because Mm -hmm. that's something that comes out of somebody's heart and And their research. Well, yeah, their research, but I mean, that comes out of your brain and your Mm -hmm. mind and your heart and just taking something that you've created visually I guess I mean, I guess a lot they of do people, it in art. yeah, they do that in art, but it's just frightening that a computer well, do even it. if
0: you work with uh, graphic designers or artists, they they have the liberty to change. It's supposed to be twenty percent mm-hmm. of what it is. So think about the target logo, right? Right? How many times has it gone through iterations or Mickey Mouse or things that you recognize, Chick-fil-A. There's always, even with Disney, the the most minute little detail is what they change because they don't want Mm -hmm. to change it drastically because the people don't see it right um those are the things that are happening there so it's just taking it and being able to provide new ways of thinking about words we've I think we've actually been exposed to it with grammarly to a certain extent Mm -hmm. because grammarly will suggest words and we haven't had a lot of opposition to that so what I think is going to happen with chat GPT is I encourage my interns that work with me and also with my employers to use chat GPT to create a rough draft then they're there they're asked to go and pull I'll say peer-reviewed research and support what is in there well, and you know make it a stronger argument yeah so then they're using those research skills at a Different place, but you can't use Chat GPT to create a book. You can, but you know, yeah. Uh,
1: My other, it can
0: do it for a lot of other people and you'd have the same book,
1: right? My other thought is, you know, things that we might can do, but should we?
0: Should we? Yeah, that's the, you know, and it's
1: a lot of medical stuff. And should we be keeping people alive when their body doesn't want to be anymore? Yeah. You know, should we clone? this, that, or the other thing and make new body parts, you know, in a sense, when you've got people who are waiting for, you know, transplants, Mm -hmm. if we could create them, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, and they're doing that now. Right.
1: And, and that would be amazing. If you can grow a human heart that actually works in a lab dish to put into another person, to keep them alive that's awesome.
0: You should watch on Netflix. It's called the future of they talk exactly about that. How you're turning a human, like, where do you draw the line? And they address the ethics like, yes, they were burned or they, you know, broke something. So then you have to replace it. But should you be, it's kind of like, um, Mm -hmm. cosmetic surgery. Should you be changing things in a person just because you can, right?
1: Like my husband just had a new knee put in.
0: Does that make them really an Olympian? then should that disqualify? I'm using that as part of the the conversation is okay. So you did that, you replaced the knee in him and now he can go and be in races. He could win first place. Does that mean that he really won first place fairly? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's just, and I think that's just something we're going to have to navigate. We're
0: going to have to figure it out. Yeah, exactly.
1: And nobody's going to agree.
0: Mm-hmm yeah it will be the consensus and then best practices will come out of it and what i hope to see is these ethical decisions being discussed in in all of this so so hard to believe but like best mentoring advice that you want to share with our listeners listen that's a very good one the best mentoring
1: because sometimes what you think they are looking for is not what they're looking for. I mean, I know that, and I have to give a shout out to team gravy because that is, that is also my team and I love gravy as well. Um, sometimes what you think the kids are looking for is not necessarily what they're looking for or what they need or what they think they want is not necessarily what they need. So I think you have to listen to what it is. And and maybe it's mom instinct. I don't know. Just that's kind of
0: active listening,
1: active listening. And, you know, and sometimes it's telling them things they don't want to hear. Very true. But sometimes it's also knowing when to let the universe tell them. Mm -hmm. So when my son started on the team, the first one at university high school, he was like, "Ah," comes in one day and he's be a programmer. I'm gonna learn how to program. I'm gonna program in all these different languages and I'm gonna be a programmer and to be great. And I said, awesome. Three days later he comes in and he goes, I am never going to be a programmer. It sucks. I hate it. I'm <laughs> moving to mechanical. And I said, great. He said, I'm gonna be an engineer. And I went, wonderful. I knew when he was in eighth grade he was not going to be an engineer. He would never make it past Calc two, but I decided that I would let the universe tell him that. And that is true. And now he's a writer. <laughs> and he writes for the new york times he does. he does but his beat is technology and drones and you know and board, everything that and he board games but he has the technical knowledge he's got the language to mm-hmm. understand even though he doesn't have the math and he gets that from me so i apologize yeah. jay
0: but you know i'm curious as to why these These teams all have food names, Um, gravy, (laughs) exploding bacon,
1: my (laughs) team. They all have interesting (laughs) names. There's um, thunder chickens and blue cheese. Is that a requirement that they have to have food names? No. In fact, the majority of them don't. However, there is a team in Texas called team barbecue and the main mentor and I have jokingly discussed that we want to do an off season called the picnic and only teams um, who have, those kinds of names. So we have team span in South Florida and gravy and bacon and blue cheese and the thunder chickens. And, you know, we, we figure we could populate an off season with, but you also have like pink and voltage. Those are good teams. Wingspan, horsepower.
0: Yeah. Those are good names. They're Mm -hmm. all, they're all good names. I really like them quite a bit.
1: Now they're all going to be mad at me because I didn't say their names too. red fins.
0: You know what Rico. you can do to make up. You can Jokers. go and when it when it gets published and we're sharing it. You can go. Just tag Let me all name the all the teams. We have.
1: I will say we have some pretty fantastic teams in Florida. <clears throat> so, just to give you an idea, this year's rookies are a nine thousand number. We have Team Twenty One in Titusville. Wow. We have Team Fifty Six in Miami. We have Team Two Thirty Three is pink. 386 is voltage. That's in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some veteran teams. We have t- we have old enough teams in Florida that people who started the teams now have kids on the team. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is year 25 for the regional here in Florida. It started out as the Southeastern regional, then it was the Florida regional, then it became the Orlando regional, but it's all been, you know, so we have people who Started on this team, and 25 years later, um, we have one young lady uh, in the team is smashing it in Port Orange. She was on the team when she was in high school. Now she is the main mentor for that team. How cool! Yeah, there's all kinds of. It's very addicting. I'm not gonna lie, mm. it's kind
0: of addicting. It, it it is, and there's no exit strategy. <laughs> So, how do people find you and how do people find FIRST? Um,
1: you find me by w austin at firstinspires.org. That's mm-hmm. an S, not a Z. Um, or you can find me at orlandofrc.org. Um, same handle on Twitter and Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, if you go to the Orlando FRC website, you'll find my phone number. I'm not that hard to find.
0: Yeah. And we also share your, um, definitely we share your LinkedIn profile and then the website. Mm -hmm. So people can find you.
1: It's not that hard.
0: No, it's not. I think every coach in the state has my phone number on speed dial. I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to tell you, thank you so much. This has been delightful. I have had, I have not laughed this hard on any of my shows before. So you are like, one of my favorite guests
1: well it took us long enough yeah
0: yeah well it's been you know good yeah good yeah yeah. anyway thank you so much it's been a ball thank you to our video and editing sponsor cat5 studios we want to thank our production and editing editor jose gonzalez and our music by sophie lloyd Visit Employers for Change at www.e4c.tech to learn how you can create real diversity and inclusion culture while scaling your people for the future. Thank you for supporting the Intern Whisper by subscribing to us on Podbean, or you can find our video on our Employers for Change YouTube and Facebook channels, or you can stream from your favorite podcast channel.